1: Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Ziminoff, and we're glad that you're joining us here today. As always, we're giving you the tools and resources that you need to take control of your own career. And one of the tools that you're probably using, but my guess is not to its full extent, is LinkedIn. And we're excited to have Kyle Elliott here with us today. Kyle is a career and life coach behind Caffeinated Kyle, and he's going to be sharing with us how LinkedIn can help you find a job you love. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about why LinkedIn is such a powerful tool.
2: Yes, I love LinkedIn. It's one of my favorite platforms, if not my go-to platform for job seekers, as well as business owners. I love it because people are only a click away from their target person. Um, There's about 660 million global users on LinkedIn, and you're only a click away or a message away from all these people. So it's so exciting that you can reach out to these people directly instead of having to send them snail mail or trying to figure out where people work. You can find people who are in your dream role or who are the hiring manager or recruiter and reach out directly to them on LinkedIn. So it's super exciting to have those people at your fingertips. And it's also an amazing opportunity to brand and market yourself. It's an opportunity to share what you've been doing at work. It's an opportunity to share success stories at work or with your business. And really just put yourself out there so it's the perfect place to brand yourself as a professional at what you do. So I love LinkedIn and spend an unhealthy amount of time on there. (laughs)
1: Well, and the thing that people sometimes don't realize is that it's not just for when you're in active search. And in in some ways, if you only use it when you're in active search, it's more difficult because then anytime you want to use it, people think, oh, you're job searching. So we're going to talk about it today in terms of a job search tool, but it's so much more than that, right?
2: You're so right, and what's so exciting about LinkedIn is you don't have to just use it when you're looking for a job. I have A lot of clients have been, have been at their company for five or ten years and use it to reach out to people to share best practices, to learn what's going on in their industry, um, to connect with people and grab coffee. Um, to research new articles or news to do LinkedIn learning and learn what's going on and stay on top of best practices so I love LinkedIn because it's really focused on your career and professional development whether you're looking for a job or you're happy in your job it's really just an overall great tool for anyone who's interested in working who works (laughs) it's really a great platform
1: yeah, and you said earlier that there are 660 million people that use it.
2: Is yes. that right? Um, so there's, Yes, yes. It's a, approximately how many they say is on there. It's continually increasing. And I just read a number, too, that about half of those 600 million, about 300 million people are active LinkedIn users. So they're logging on every month. So that's about the population of the U.S. of people who are logging on to LinkedIn every month and using it. So that's what it's amazing is that you can connect with frontline staff all the way up to the C-suite is using LinkedIn and is on there. And they're just a message away. You can reach out to them. And the great thing is I get about a 90-95% response rate from people I'm messaging them. Um, anyone you can think of and they respond and they're willing to help out and share job opportunities, to give you ideas, to share best practices, to hop on a phone call, to have coffee. People on LinkedIn are just willing to help each other. And I think that's what's really amazing about the platform. When you compare it to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, there's just a certain mindset people have when they go on there. They're in the mindset of learning, of networking, of helping people. So the response rates I get on there are amazing. And my clients get the same response rates are similar. So it's been pretty cool, the success stories.
1: Yeah, and people are on there. Well, some people are on there, you know, as you said, monthly. And a lot of people aren't on there daily or monthly, but they're getting the notifications on their phone, which I feel like has helped the response rate a little bit as, as well. But when you talk about that many millions of, of people, one of the challenges then for someone is how do they stand out? So if I'm an engineer or maybe I'm a software programmer, how do I stand out from all of the other people like me on LinkedIn? And I know this is one of your best, this is one of your strengths is helping people figure that out. So I'm excited to hear you and and have you share that.
2: Yes. One of my favorite topics to talk on, I do a lot of workshops and keynotes around this, is identifying and owning your fabulousness. So I think that's what this really comes down to is what it makes you fabulous, or your secret sauce, or your unique value proposition, whatever you want to call it. And what a lot of people do on LinkedIn is brand themselves as a professional job seeker. Um, all they do is comment on recruiters' posts or career coach posts like mine, and all they do is talk about employment and the job search and hiring managers and interviewing and how frustrating um, recruiting is. Instead, what I encourage people to do is figure out what's unique and different about you and talk about that and also focus on your industry. So instead of, let's say you're a software engineer, instead of branding yourself as a job seeker, I want you to brand yourself as a software engineer and talk about software engineering. So it doesn't mean you can't comment on recruiters and career coaches posts, but when you comment on there, talk about software engineering. If I post, I just posted something about open office, plans oh yeah, and whether people like them or don't. So instead of saying, oh, they're so frustrating, say, oh, as a software engineer, here's what me and other software engineers think about open office spaces. So it's really key to brand yourself as whatever you're an expert at. So you don't just come off as a job seeker because that just has you blend in with other 300 million people who are logging in every month. And then going beyond that, a lot of my clients are in Silicon Valley and they want to work at Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, you name it. And the key is to figure out what sets you apart from the other people on LinkedIn and specifically those people targeting those roles. So it's really key to figure out what's fabulous about you, what's unique and different. So one of my favorite ways to do that is to text two or three friends and say, what makes you me fabulous? And When I first give people this assignment in a workshop or with my one-on-one coaching clients, I say, okay, right now we're gonna text three people, what makes me fabulous? And they're like, okay, let me text. My coach Kyle is assigning me, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I just want you to say what makes me fabulous and text a few people without any prerequisites or anything there. And it's really exciting what you get back. Some people will share things that you're like, oh, I didn't realize this about myself. But oftentimes as you're texting a few people, there'll be a common thread. And that's what makes you different is what other people are noticing about you and what you put out in the world. And then I encourage people to share that on their headline, their LinkedIn summary, when they're commenting on LinkedIn, when they're sharing articles, when you go to networking events. So the key is really twofold, not to just brand yourself as a job seeker. And then two, once you brand yourself as a professional, whatever you are, software engineer, for example, really share what sets you apart from them and use your friends to help figure that out or colleagues or supervisors by texting, what makes me fabulous?
1: Yeah, and it's so nice for people to say that about us because then it makes it easier for us to own it, right? When I ask you, you know, Kyle, what makes you fabulous? If you haven't done that exercise, you might struggle with that or feel like you're boasting or bragging or whatever. But when you've done some work to find out what other people say, it kind of gives us permission to own that fabulousness, which is makes us more confident because it's not just something I said. It's actually
2: been something that other people say about me. Makes it much easier, I think. Exactly. Exactly, 100% agree. Sometimes you can even use those testimonials. You could use something from your performance evaluation or you can use those text messages. I've had clients use those text messages on their LinkedIn profile or share it on Instagram or LinkedIn. So it's fun to get someone else's perspective and it can boost your confidence and make you feel, okay, other people are saying that, it's not just me. So there's less risk of having that imposter syndrome right
1: yeah and that uh, it gives you language that you can use that might be a little bit less stale than you know whatever you ask person what's what it what is fabulous about you I'm guessing you get some of the responses I get where they use the boilerplate corporate language that we're used to well I'm results oriented you know Blah. nobody nobody wants to hear that or, or really wants to say it we just don't know what else to say so those those words give us some other things to say about ourselves that might be a little bit more unique as well as more authentic.
2: Yes, I absolutely agree. It's really speaking like a human. I think that's what we're getting at is our friends speak like humans, so it's fun when they speak about us because we get real human language that we can then say about ourselves and we can feel more comfortable owning it and sharing it on LinkedIn, when networking, on our resume, wherever it may be.
1: Yeah, and one of the other points you made earlier was that we have to kind of know our audience and our audience and our competition. So we know our audience, you know, maybe Apple, Google, whatever, and then who's our competition. And then we're when we're choosing what to share about what makes us fabulous, we're being authentic and we're also considering the language and the audience and how we're going to put those things together. If we just do it in a vacuum, it might be, fabulous about us, but not something that necessarily connects to the audience and what they're looking for. So there's this kind of trifecta of, yes, it's fabulous about me, and it also differentiates me from my competition, and all of that is in relation to my target audience.
2: I love that. Yes, it really has to be intentional. There has to be a reason behind it, otherwise it's just bragging. There has to be a reason, and you really have to think about your audience and what makes sense for them
1: and you do such an excellent job of demonstrating this of uh, living what you teach that I... I send coaches to look at your profile and i'm guessing that that's part of why you get so many of your clients is because we've got to walk the walk and for us as coaches to be out there and to understand how to teach this we also have to kind of walk that walk and figure out what makes us fabulous and how it applies to our specific audience so that then we can set up a set up a program set up a process Um, that shows other people that we can do the same thing so I love that about you Kyle you really do demonstrate what you're teaching and coaching people to do which makes it easier to see it makes it more um makes it more real so if you're not following kyle on linkedin or um, caffeinatedkyle.com i'd go and find that so that you can see what he's talking about in real life because he does a great job of it we're going to take a short break and when we come back kyle and i are going to dive into a little bit more of the process in terms of how someone lands a job using linkedin and is that really a thing that happens so we'll be right back in just a little bit here on the career confidant
0: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
1: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
3: America business Channel.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests,
0: new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
3: From the boardroom to you, Voice America
0: Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Ziminoff, and today we have Kyle Elliott joining us from caffeinatedkyle.com. And Kyle, we've been talking about LinkedIn and why it's so powerful and how people can stand out. One of the ideas you gave was for people to text their friends and ask them, what makes me fabulous? We also have a tool, the 360 Reach, that we use um, through Career Thought Leaders where you can have a, more, it's a very robust process and send it out to your your staff your colleagues, your friends, your family, and get a kind of 360 picture of what people see in you and get a whole bunch of testimonials. Of course, sending an email and, or a text and getting that information. is just finding some way to get outside of yourself and really help identify what makes you fabulous. And Kyle, as we were sharing that, um, then we were going to get into some of the, the nuts and bolts, if you will, about how people use LinkedIn to find a job. So how does someone get started if they want to use LinkedIn to to land
2: a new job? Yeah, so as I was sharing earlier, there's hundreds of millions of people on LinkedIn. About 300 million of those people are logging in at least once a month. And one of my favorite ways to use LinkedIn is to find people who are in your dream role. So if you want to be, let's say, an engineer at Facebook, I like finding people who are engineers at Facebook and using the search feature on LinkedIn to find those people and then inviting them to latte. And it can be a really simple message saying, hi, I see you're an engineer at Facebook. Um, I'm an engineer at, let's say LinkedIn. I would love to have a quick 20 minute phone call to share best practices. When would be a good time to connect? And then having an informational interview. And I love connecting with those people on your target role for two reasons. One is they've already landed where you wanna be. So they've went through the application process, they've went through the interview process, they've talked to the hiring manager, and they're already in your dream role. And then second, their boss is the hiring manager. So if things go well during that informational interview, and you click, you can ask for an introduction to the hiring manager, and then you can circumvent going through the recruiting process. So once you've found people on LinkedIn, you've invited them to lattes, you have that informational interview. You really start to develop this robust network of people at your dream companies who are in your dream role and can introduce you to hiring managers. So I write a lot of resumes That's the bulk of my business. And what I encourage my clients to do is for each resume they submit, reach out to five people and follow these steps. So they're spending about 15, 20% of their time submitting job applications, and those are 80, 85% of their time networking. And people have found this to really work wonders because they're directly networking with people in their dream roles and getting connected to hiring managers. And then people just repeat this every day. Apply to a job, reach out to five people on your dream role. Apply for a job, reach out to five people in your dream role on LinkedIn and just repeat that and you get huge success.
1: And that's where the LinkedIn and lattes comes from. So sometimes people might be meeting people in person Do you ever
2: have people that are having a virtual latte? Yes, especially about a half um, to two thirds of my clients are in Silicon Valley. So some people are meeting in person, but a lot of people are having a virtual latte, a lot of phone calls. I suggest doing a Zoom or a Skype meeting if you can. You can pull up with a cup of coffee on the video <laughs> and meeting people virtually. Really, just getting some FaceTime and building a connection with that person because people get hundreds of emails every day. They get tons of messages on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. But just getting 20, even 10 minutes of FaceTime with someone and building a connection is what's really important. So that's why I call it LinkedIn to Lattes. You're going from building this LinkedIn connection to having a cup of coffee, whether in person and virtual or virtually, and building a relationship. And then if things go well, you can ask for tips for your application or ask about their internal referral process um, or even for an introduction to the hiring manager. And you're really just planting seeds at these dream companies, which is amazing. And really everyone's a click away, like I said, which is so exciting.
1: So what would a first conversation feel like and how do people avoid some of the do's and well, where are some of the do's and don'ts for their first conversation? So I reached out to somebody who's in my dream role. I say that I'd love to learn more. What types of questions am I asking them in that first meeting?
2: Yeah. So the biggest don't I recommend is not saying, "Hey, I'm looking for a job, hire me," or sending your resume right away. It's coming from a place of asking for something before you've built a relationship. So instead, what I suggest is really focusing on best practices, saying, I'd love to learn about, let's say, Facebook, engineering, what it's like working here, what your typical day looks like, um, how you got into your role, where you worked before here, really just learning about that person. People love sharing about themselves. So the more you can get that person to talk about themselves, the more they're going to like you. And then from there, you can share about yourself and share best practices. So I think it goes back to what we were talking about before when it comes to posting on LinkedIn. You don't want to brand yourself as a job seeker. If you just focus on you have this open role, help me get hired, you're positioning yourself as a professional job seeker. Instead of talking about industry best practices and positioning yourself as a professional, insert whatever your title is here. So that's what I really encourage people to do is focus on industry best practices, maybe projects you've done, maybe ask them conferences they've attended, really anything to demonstrate that you're great at what you do and that you'd be able to add value to the company without positioning yourself as just a needy job seeker.
1: Yeah, you're networking, and you're learning, and you're building a relationship, you're building rapport, and you really don't want to meet with someone if that's not of interest. If the only reason you want to talk to someone is can they help you find a job, that's a yes or no question, right? And if it's no, then it's over, (laughs) and usually pretty awkwardly. So it's, it's opening the conversation up to something that can actually be a conversation, right?
2: Exactly, and even if they don't have a role open, you're still learning best practices, they could refer you to a conference, share a great book, maybe they know someone else. That's why I really like thinking of it not as trying to get a job, but really just building relationships and sharing with people. At the end of the day, it's building those relationships. And when you think of it that way, people go into it with a way different mindset. They don't leave saying, oh, I didn't land a job or a referral, but hey, here's what I learned about the company, here's what I learned about the position, and here's what I learned about our industry. And you're leaving every conversation winning because you just gain more information.
1: Right, and that's a big part of it, is changing your mindset about what winning in those conversations looks like and realizing that very rarely does that type of conversation turn into a job right there in and of itself. And if that's our expectation, we're always going to be disappointed. So if our idea of winning is learning making a good relationship, et cetera, then we always win, which is great for not just us, but for that other person, because when we win, they like us afterwards. And that's, as you said a little minute ago, really our point is for this person to like us after we're
2: done with the conversation. Exactly. And oftentimes that conversation isn't the right place or the right time or the right manner to discuss, hey, I'm looking for a job, but instead you might consider following up later if you see a position open that you're interested of or something another career coach, her name Ashley Wat- is Ashley Watkins, recommended is referring other people for a role. So you may be an engineer and they say, you know, what, we're not hiring engineers, but so we have this QA role open. You can say, hey, here's a role or here's someone that may be a good fit for that role. So it goes back to just building relationships and adding value to that person
1: right yeah and always looking for that way to do that so maybe a short story or you know connect this to reality for us does this really work for job seekers to use LinkedIn to find a job
2: it does I've had so many clients land jobs by way of LinkedIn one of my clients used this method she was an event planner in Seattle, and she reached out to a bunch of people on LinkedIn. And she ended up getting 12 coffee dates in a single week. That was her initial coffee dates, and then people introduced her to more people. But she just reached out to a bunch of event planners, event managers, um, wedding planners in Seattle, and she had 12 coffee dates in a single week. And people introduced her to different people, to hiring managers, and it was super successful. So it's amazing how helpful people are on LinkedIn. A lot of people come onto LinkedIn with the mindset of helping, with learning, with networking. So people are really willing to help you as long as you come from a place of helping them and bringing value as well. And I've had so many clients plan jobs this way. That's why I encourage most of my clients apply to that one job and then network with five people because that's where most jobs are landed. Depending on the stat you look up, 80 to 85% of jobs are achieved by way of networking. So you should spend your time networking and LinkedIn just makes it more convenient and quicker.
1: Yeah. What other tools should people use besides LinkedIn?
2: Yes, so one of my favorite tools that people can use is Instagram, so it's not as popular, but some people, and one of my clients in particular I'm thinking of is in recruiting, she reached out to other recruiters on Instagram, because recruiters on LinkedIn are flooded with messages. After engineering and project management, people in tech, one of the other people I work with a lot are recruiters, and they just have thousands of messages in their inboxes on LinkedIn, so she said, you know what, I'm going to try Instagram and reach out to people on Instagram, and asked the same questions. And she got a huge response rate. People were really willing and open to chat with her. So that was an interesting and unique tool that I really liked that um, I hadn't heard of either. I hadn't considered it. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if people will respond. But she got a good response rate. And then I'm also huge on really targeted networking. So going to specific conferences in your industry, in your niche, And networking with people at those conferences, because they do the work you want, and they're in the roles you want. So again, I think it comes back to being intentional and targeting people who are where you want to be in your career and reaching out to them. So I think that's why Instagram worked for my client is because she's in recruiting, and she reached out to other recruiters.
1: Excellent. Well, you have given us so many nuggets here to think about, and I appreciate that. I know that the people who are listening appreciate that. If you would tell us where we can find you, where can listeners find you? How can they follow you so that they can get more of your fabulousness?
2: Yes. So I'm on LinkedIn a lot of times. So if you look up Kyle Elliott, you'll find me on there. I'm caffeinated Kyle across instagram and twitter or you can go to my website caffeinatedkyle.com and where did this obsession with starbucks start <laughs> um i would say middle school is probably where it started i would start <laughs> up at safeway on the way to school and grab a coffee i've just always liked coffee um i can probably blame my parents or my grandparents who are just a big coffee family <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. So I grew up in a town that um, didn't even have a chain restaurant. So I wouldn't have I had no Starbucks until I was in college. I, that's just a different world to me.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was so deprived. My parents, yeah, my parents say we should have invested in Starbucks or a coffee shop because the town we moved to had zero Starbucks when we moved there. Now it has seven. So I'm in luck oh when goodness. I go home. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you again for sharing, Kyle. And if you're listening, we're going to come back and I'm going to add some more and unpack it for you. But uh, we've really enjoyed learning from you, Kyle. And thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, we'll be right back here on the Career Confidant. Thank you.
0: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global
1: environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time
0: on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
3: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Kyle Elliott from Caffeinated Kyle about LinkedIn and why it's such a powerful tool and how you can use it. And, you know, he was talking about the tool itself, that there's so many people there and it's a great way to connect. But then he talked about that strategy of how you stand out. And really that is an underlying theme for how you set up your strategy of who to connect with. So where he started was talking about this fact that there's hundreds of millions of people there, around 300 million are there on a monthly basis, and if you're going to stand out from other people like you, we need to know what makes you different, and how that relates to your target audience. So these are some pieces that sometimes people struggle with. You know, if I'm thinking about what makes me different and perhaps that is, you know, my age or we, our minds can go to some of these negative things or I can think of things that perhaps I don't know how to connect the dots. So I run marathons or I, um, <laughs> I met with someone today who is a freestyle rapper. And so, how do we connect those dots? Sometimes the dots can connect, sometimes they might not. So, for instance, marathon runner, we could probably connect some dots there to someone being, you know, devoted and disciplined and all of the character traits that might follow along with someone who's a marathon, marathon runner. And then we can connect the dots to how those relate to our job and make us better at what we do and make us stand out perhaps from other people who do what we do. Sometimes it's more work related. So Kyle and I were using the example of a software programmer or maybe a software program manager. And I worked with a program manager once that his calling card, if you will, was that he had helped people outsource their development teams. And over and over again, he'd gone into companies and helped them outsource their development teams. So that was his calling card. And he could decide if that was something he wanted to market, then how did that connect to you? Or maybe who is the audience? for that calling card who was going to find that attractive and how could he connect with those companies so we're looking for those places where we connect the dots what is it about you that makes you different perhaps in your experience or in character traits what makes you fabulous and kyle was talking about reaching out to some of your contacts and asking them you know what makes me fabulous you could do this via email You could do it via text message you could do it yourself you could. You have a coach do it for you. One of the tools that we use and that our coaches, our personal branding strategists use is the 360 reach, which you can send to people and it asks them questions. And then it compiles the information in a little bit more of a cohesive way to tell you what your strengths are, what other people see as the roles that you play, And gives you some of those testimonials or tidbits about what people say about you so that you can use all of that. The idea, no matter what strategy you use, is to get out of your own head and get some new thoughts around what makes you great at what you do, what makes you good at at what you do, and what makes you different from other people that do what you do. So if you're going to send those questions out, make sure you send them not just to family and friends, but also to colleagues who might respond in a little bit more of a work-related way and help you talk about your differences and your fabulousness as it relates to work, in addition to some of those character traits that make you who you are. When you put those pieces together, then we can start to think about the, the story that we're telling. And Kyle emphasized this a couple of times that we do not want to brand ourselves as a job seeker. That's the not an attractive brand <laughs> to really anyone, right? We want someone who's happy and successful where they are. And we really would encourage you to communicate and tell a story of yourself as being happy and successful where you are. Even if you're unemployed, tell me the story of being happy and successful where you just were or in the type of work that you do, because that not only makes it more engaging to talk with you, but it also helps move you forward instead of keeping you stuck where you are or moving you backwards. So when you come across with that job seeker persona, most of the time we just say stuck where we are because people don't know what to do with that. You're telling me where you are. You're not telling me where you want to go. And I have to help do that by myself, which most of the time people can't do or they don't have time to do. So you start telling that future story now by telling the story of you being happy and successful doing what you do. And then people can see you happy and successful doing what you want to do. And you can start to tell that story too, especially if you're making a transition. You tell the story of what it means to transition into what you wanna do and why you'll be happy and successful doing that based on what makes you fabulous and how you can connect that to what your audience needs. Obviously a lot of moving pieces here. So where do we start? Start with you, what makes you fabulous? Do the 360 reach, ask some people, go back and look at your performance reviews, then start thinking about how that's different from other people that you've worked with. So what made you different? What did people in the office come to you for instead of going to other people? What What is it about the way that you work that has caused your accomplishments to happen the way that they did? So this gets into the process a little bit, the how you work, as well as the why. So. Why you do what you do is usually a differentiator from other people, and how you do what you do is gonna be differentiated from other people that do what you do. So those are two great areas to dig into to find your differentiators. What you do might be fairly similar to other people that do what you do, but it's a good place to start. Then moving into those differences of how do I do it differently, what accomplishments, what stories do I have that are different, what experience do I bring that is different? And then the third piece is connecting it to the value. So I have to think about my authentic story, my authentic strengths, what makes me fabulous, how that's different from other people that do what I do, and then why it matters. This is kind of the who cares, in, you know, without sounding flippant, who cares? And why should they care about those differentiations, about those differences? what adds value to them about those differences and it may sound overwhelming or like i'm not going to be able to do that marie there's no one cares about my differences or why they're different or why they how they add value but there's always dots to connect and it's digging in to really think about it that helps us set the stage for all of the activities that Kyle Kyle was talking about. Because when I know that, when I'm really grounded in what makes me fabulous, how I'm different from others and how that connects to the audience, when I know those stories, when I've got them down pat, then when I meet with other people, there's no push. I don't have to be pushy because I can just tell my stories, I can ask questions, and I can ask questions that maybe help me even connect more dots. So when I'm meeting with someone, I can ask them questions that will help me figure out, why does it matter, how does this relate, what's going on in that industry or in that company, so that I can better connect my differences to value in that organization. I got a cold email the other day, and this cold email was from the website service that hosts the Career Thought Leaders and Resume Writing Academy websites, and the websites are specifically set up on this platform because it has a a robust back end, right? It does a registration and membership and all of that, but the front end, it means that a developer has to know that, so just like a developer knowing WordPress or et cetera, So a developer has to know the front end. And I've been really struggling with finding a developer who can help me achieve the look I wanna look and some of the functionality I want because they don't know this back end, right? Because they don't know the quote unquote WordPress. So I got a cold email from an organization that says they work with the website service. They know it, they've been doing it, and they are offering to do a free one hour talk. Now think about all of the cold emails, cold calls that you get, and immediately it's a delete, hang up, no, I don't need that. I mean, I probably get 10 to 20 a day. It's been one of the worst things <laughs> about increasing my social media presence is the cold calls non-stop for things that I do not need, do not care about. They haven't researched my business. They don't understand it. This person, cold email, hit right to the core. Yes, I will be contacting them to do that and I'm sure that if they have some level of professionalism and competency that I will be doing a project with them because I need that. It's a pain. And if we can do if we can find those pains when we're doing our networking, when we're having these meetings that Kyle is talking about, when we can uncover those pains, Then all of our cold calls, resumes, applications to positions can hit the spot. They can hit the target. They can have that hiring manager going, oh my gosh, yes, why didn't I find this person faster? But when we don't know, when we're not clear about the target, when we're not clear about how to connect the dots between what we do and the value that we offer and the pains of the hiring manager, then everything falls flat. Our cover letters, our resumes, they just fall flat. So when you're having these network working meetings, these lattes, as as Kyle is saying, the LinkedIn and latte piece of it, right? The latte. When you're having the latte, that is the whole point: is to uncover those pains, to connect the dots, and of course, to make a connection in your industry. And if that is your goal, if that's your win for the conversation. You're always going to win, the other person's always going to win, and you're going to walk away feeling great. And it goes all the way back to the Dale Carnegie, win friends and influence people, ask people questions, get them talking about themselves, and you will have that opportunity to really make a connection going beyond job search, right? We're not branding ourselves as a job seeker, we're branding ourselves as happy and successful in the industry that we're in or that we want to get into. And we're going to have and frame our conversation around that while in the process, connecting these dots, learning about those pains, so that when we do send a message to apply to a position, it hits the spot. It's right on target. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, wrap this all up for you with a bow and give you some action steps that you can take to leverage LinkedIn to find a job you love. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
0: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, Please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategic Now, back to the Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to the Career Confidant. And today we were talking with caffeinated Kyle, Kyle Elliott, about how you can use LinkedIn and lattes to land a job you love. And The LinkedIn lattes piece is about reaching out to individuals on LinkedIn who hold the job that you want to hold, or who have held the job that you want to hold, or maybe one step up, although you got to be a little bit careful there because you don't want those people to think that you are looking for a job. The most important thing is that in this conversation, you are not looking for a job you have to set your mindset set your intention change how you think about job search how you think about networking perhaps it's not about meeting with people to see if they have an opening or to see if they will get you a referral it's got to be meeting with people to build these professional relationships so that then you can take it one step further and have a professional relationship and then figure out if there's an opportunity to work where they work and there's a discernment piece here, right? I think maybe the assumption we all check before we send this email is that, is this place going to be a good place for me? One of my favorite stories was working with a woman who wanted to work at this young hip company in Fort Collins, and I will not name it to, <laughs> to save everyone's um, everyone's face, but she wanted to work for this young hip company, and she was maybe early 50s, Uh, she was very nice, she had a lot of energy, but she wasn't their stereotypical hire, and so she went to their hiring event, and at the end of their hiring event, everyone went down the slide in the middle of the building, and she told me the story. She said, Marie, I'm standing up there at the top of the slide with all these 20-year-olds in their beanies, thinking oh my gosh, this was such a mistake. And then I was there, now I'm in line to go down the slide. So she gets on the slide, she goes down the slide, and at the bottom, she falls right onto her rump and is embarrassed. It wasn't a good fit for her. It wasn't going to be a good fit for her. Unfortunately, there was really no way for her to know that and unless she talked to someone there and we had talked about doing these types of conversations and not fond of the informational interview term I, people have used it incorrectly too many times so I just say they're a conversation it's an advice. You want to learn what they do. You want to maybe network is okay. Um, Network can even have a negative connotation. So I'm not sure we need to label the conversation. It's just a conversation. I want to learn more about what you do. But we had talked about those types of conversations, and she had decided that she was going to go to this hiring event instead, which was a fine way to go. Who knew that this would be the outcome? And she probably could have learned that that would have been the outcome if she would have talked to somebody who worked there before she went. That's why we do this. Not just to try to get an in, but to see is this a good fit for me? Is this a place where I want to work? And you want to talk to a few people there because some people are going to have a negative perception, some people are going to have a positive perception. And our job as a, the job seeker is to discern. What does this person see that makes it positive? What does that person see that makes it negative? And how do those things, true or not true, in my worldview? So someone might say, oh, you know, it's too young. And for someone, that might be great. And for other people, it might not work. So you really do your research to figure out with is this place a really good place before I put in all of this energy thinking oh I've got to work for Apple or I have gotta work for Facebook well, what if you talk to a few people there and it actually wasn't a good fit for you? There's another cool hip company in in Fort Collins where I lived for many, many years. And I knew as soon as I met with their HR team that, oh my gosh, I could never work there, right? They said, oh, everyone who works for us is eccentric and weird and no one's mainstream, right? And I'm not necessarily mainstream, but I would never define myself as being, you know, eccentric or quirky. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, You know, I... I envy those people sometimes because they have great stories and they're so different and I'm a small-town girl and you know, I don't have that same feel, um, maybe kind of that new age hipster, right? And this was a few years ago when that was just coming around. And I was like, well, that's not me. I wouldn't fit in there. So we have to do that exploration. And just because some is neat or interesting doesn't necessarily mean it would be a good fit for us, our values, our personality. But we're looking to get out of work. So you're doing these conversations, you're reaching out to people who are in the positions you want to be in, but it's not to get a job. It's to find out, is that a good place? If so, what's going on with the company that might help uncover some pains where I could connect, this is how I can help solve those pains in my cover letters, in my resumes. And perhaps, yes, ultimately, get a referral because we know that companies love to hire people who are referred in from other people who work at the company. There's a lot of companies that pay for this, right? They give a bonus to someone who refers another employee into the company, and they do that because they trust their employees to refer in good talent. Mm -hmm. Someone is only going to put their reputation out there if they know, like, and trust you. That's gonna take time. That's going to take actually building a relationship. And that's what our goal is of these conversations. Research, connection, uncovering that pain, and then building a relationship so that if something would come available that is a good fit for us, we're the referral. These conversations are best had when there is not an open position at your target company, which means that they take pre-planning, pre-work, where you set out and you know your authentic fabulousness, how it differs, how it's different from other people that do the same work, and how it applies to your target companies, which means that you have a list of those target companies that you can start reaching out to, asking for these types of meetings and gathering that information and making those connections. So I hope to hear from you how LinkedIn and Lattes is changing your job search and we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confident, on The Career Confidant. And until then, if you have any questions or topics you'd love to see covered on the show, feel free to reach out to me at marie, M-A-R-I-E at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we will see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant.
0: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.